When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, now we should just go ahead and roll that intro. You Darkest? think so? Yes. Yeah, right now? I want to pontificate wildly, so do it. Okay. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And we're back. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. That our substantive portion is, in fact, is about preparedness. Preparedness, right. Yes. Which is the uh, F5, F5, the final <coughs> cue point foundational of the foundational principle. Yeah. And I'm going to just scroll back very briefly and say, yes, F1 was, do you recall? Of course. What? Disruption, right? Disruption. Disruption. Disruption is always first. Was always first. So that's uh, the disturbance to the status quo. That's mm-hmm. what a leader does. Second one, do you recall? Let me answer it. <laughs> but I don't remember. <laughs> language. Okay. Language. Second one's language. Yeah. So that's the, the yeah. effective, the virtuous, uh, virtuous groups has virtuous leadership. Yes. That's language effective yes. leadership. 
Lexicon of, of virtuous, a virtuous leaders. leader. All right. Third yes. is groups. Is groups. Groups, and yes. that's voluntary combination, two or more people. Indeed. Right. Fourth, what we did last week was the, the LDP, LDP, leadership development process. And finally, now we're at preparedness. preparedness. And hopefully, if you've been following along and you're a member of QSource Group, if you've been reading about it, and you're just listening to these podcasts, you're getting a feel for where we're going, which is into the first quadrant, which is uh, the get right. Yes. And that's the pursuit of proper personal alignment. Yes. Right meaning, as we've mentioned before, like a ship writing itself that's being right. in a proper way, not that's right. that it's morally right or wrong right. or anything like that. Right. So picture uh, a, a rowboat. A man's life is like a rowboat. Mm-hmm. Um, first 20 years of his life are spent building the boat. About age 21 or so, he mm-hmm. launches his boat into the river. Then off he goes. Uh, with the intent of rowing it to the far shore. Far shore is distant, murky, fog-covered. What's in that river, he's not sure. Don't know. You yep. know, because it changes. There's stumps coming downstream. Some days the tide is high. Some days it ain't. Mm-hmm. Some days the river's moving fast. Some days it ain't. But keeping that boat upright is the only way he can make headway. Mm-hmm. If the boat flips over if it inverts then he may be able to maintain his life like he's alive because right. he's clinging but he ain't making any head to the i always say this word wrong the gunnel mm-hmm. spell gunwale you know gunnel yeah. or he's clinging to it right but he's subject to the current of the boat right and the vicissitudes of life Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's heading he ain't heading across the stream right he ain't gonna get there real fast he's heading way. down river yeah He's, he's subject right. to what's happening That's around right. him rather than acting right. upon it. Right. And to make headway, you have to be upright in a proper alignment, mm-hmm. and you have to be pulling on those oars. Uh, and it ain't easy. It's Sisyphean. 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 Right? <laughs> it's, it's difficult. But that's yeah. what F3 is all about. Yeah. Right? To yeah. get right and stay that way. Yeah. And stay that way. Now... Alluding to, as I already have, these uh, things in life that can't be uh, controlled. Control being the fiction. Yes. Right? The unicorn. The unicorn. The fictive belief that you can subject those things in life around you to some sort of control. Like you have dominance over them. It's just not true, right? Stop, rain. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Abandoning that, realizing it's not true, and instead being determined to be prepared for what might come. For whatever happens. That's the heart of preparedness. It's getting ready for the expected, because you, you know about those right. things, while being ready for the unexpected. Getting ready for the expected while being ready for the unexpected. That's preparedness. And maybe a few podcasts back, we drew a comparison of life to a game. Um, would life be more like football oh, or yeah, soccer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Football you're getting ready for the expected almost entirely, right? You know that there'll be a certain number of plays within a bandwidth. You know mm-hmm. that it, every time that a play is run, that both teams have to come to the line of scrimmage, have to be set. Uh, you know uh, how much time is in between each play. You pretty much know because you know that they have the same number of players on each team. They have designated positions. If you're defenders, you know that only certain members of the offense are eligible to go down uh, – field and catch a pass and the mm-hmm. others are not right if some and they have designated numbers I was say, isn't that designated by the numbers yeah, on their jerseys right. right yeah if someone who does not have that designated number is going to be eligible the offense has to uh, advise the referee who then advises the other team i mean it's very controlled 
but that ain't life. Life's soccer, right? right. I mean, uh, you don't even know how much time's left on the clock. There's no big, yeah. Right? You have no yeah. way of knowing. There's no right? shot clock. That's yeah. no shot clock, yeah. right? I mean, it just happens. There's no line of scrimmage. Right. Offsides in soccer is far different that than is. offsides yeah. in football, right? Offsides in football is just like one. If your one pinky toe is over, baby. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment the ball is snapped, then you're yeah. offsides. Whereas in soccer, it's, it means that a offensive player is behind the entirety of the defensive player while the ball is moving forward. I think I have that right. That I mean, not being super familiar with all of right. the nuance there, but that sounds like a sounds yeah. like it to me. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's it's a different game, and in, and I find the analogy analogizing life to soccer helps you abandon the fiction of control, let that unicorn run off mm-hmm. wherever those unicorns go to graze, <laughs> and to focus on being prepared rather than trying to control things. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it's the difference between being a pro and being an amateur. And we'll get heavily into this later when we, yeah, when in the we get, get right. But, you know, the pro focuses on preparedness. Yeah. The amateur focuses on control. Yeah. Which is typically a, a reactive kind sure. of a situation versus right. a creative kind so of a situation. I know you're not a golfer, right? Nope. But uh, a golfer, um, a professional golfer, mm-hmm. goes to the driving range. He hits a variety of shots with the different clubs he has uh, to be prepared. Because he expects to have to hit those clubs, but a professional golfer hits a lot of shots out of sand traps. Mm. Right, he, he throws does, himself in right. those. Yeah, he also practices hitting balls behind trees and out of uh, different um, configurations of his feet, like the balls above his feet. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. there's all different, and he practices those to be prepared. Because even though he doesn't expect those things, they're unexpected. Right. But, but they, they could may, happen. They may well happen, yeah. right? Big the, amateur, the wind comes. The and... amateur, like me, mm-hmm. maybe goes to the range. But more likely, I just show up on the day at the time right. of day when my tea time is, hit the ball in the woods and throw my club. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't do that. because right, Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Ten years ago. But ten years ago. Yeah. Amateur is more concerned with what he's wearing. He wants to look, right. look like a golfer. Right. Right? I got the little, the funny hat sure, thing. The whole and the deal. And the, yeah. Like uh, in Caddyshack, set my man up here, set my man Wong up with all the, the whole <laughs> shlemiel, some of those naked lady tees, you know, uh, because that's the way an amateur thinks. Yeah. And that's mascotry. Right. I want to look. Appear as though. I want to look rather than be, right? Yeah. That's the heart of mascotry. Because we're F3 men and we're trying to accelerate, we want to be rather than seem. Yes. Right? I say, I say quam I screwed that. Latin, Latin guys helped me with that because I've messed that up before. But S, I think it's S.I. Quamvideri. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know it's EQV. But we've reduced it to EQV to make it simple. Yeah. That's what the pro does. And that's preparedness, right? Yeah. You you can't accelerate and be rather than seem unless you're prepared to do so. Got to be ready. Got to be ready. Uh, and that's um, and that's that 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 fifth and final cue point of, of the foundation of preparedness. Yeah. Now, um, let's talk about a little bit uh, about preparedness and talk about, uh, what it looks like in terms of say, just the first F. Sure. Okay. It's a fit, the fitness. Side yes. Of it. mm-hmm. How fit. And I'm, I'm asking you this okay. to, to elicit yeah, yeah, conversation. Right. How fit do you expect to be, or do you need to be for what you expect? See if you can reduce that to a, a couple of sentences. How fit do I need to be to 
handle what I expect. So in other words, <clears throat> I don't. You're not a runner, so you don't do the BRR. Uh, no. I mean, I, I do you do any road races? Yeah, I mean, I've done P200 a couple times. Okay, so okay, yeah. I, take, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I'm sorry. So so um, depending on the depending on you know the, how many guys on your team. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I was gonna say. So and when I look and I go, okay, uh, what I expect in that situation, I, I've done BR, uh, Well, I've done P200 twice. Uh, with nine-man teams, uh-huh. and so I expect to run uh, whatever it is, twenty-five-ish, right? Thirty. And miles. you know, you know, yeah. before you go to one of those, yeah, races. exactly what my legs and are so going to be. Pod yeah. Packers, if you don't know what we're talking about, these are these are relay races. Yep. Um, that in which you run progressively uh, in, in a linear fashion from a start to a finish yeah. line. P two hundred, it goes to the Diabetes Two Corridor, South Carolina. <laughs> it starts in Columbia, goes all the way to. It's Charleston. Yeah, it's 200 and change. 200 and change. And the BRR, Blue Ridge Relay, goes from Mount Rogers, basically, Sauvet. Yep. Sauvet. Oh, uh, yeah, there yeah, it is. Yes. There we go. I got it right. Sauvet, uh, Virginia, more or less, to Asheville. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's like 209 miles. Yeah, I say So it's, within that, there's 36 although legs. Although it's not even close to the same race. It's not it's very not different even close. Same idea. Yeah. So, and there's others, like the Smoky Mountain Relay. And, yeah, and the, if, the Tuna or whatever uh, they call right, it. And, right. and, and there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. So yeah. you know Relay before fashion. you start yes. what, what your leg is. What my legs is. will be, and I, and I know what the expectation of my right, team is right. in terms of time and so, things like that. So how fit do I need to be, as an example then, to, to run the P200? I need, you know, I need to know, okay, I'm, I'm fit enough to run uh, nine-ish minute miles over the course of – uh, five, you know, six legs, um, and I'm gonna have, or five. I guess it's four legs if it's a nine-man team, um, and I'm gonna have to. So I'm gonna have to run four times. I'm gonna run anywhere distances between three and eight miles. Um, I can, and actually they publish it so well. It's like okay, I can even see what the elevation sure. changes are and stuff right. like that. So I can prepare very carefully uh, with with the fitness level that I need to meet those criteria. Right. And I I've done <clears throat> P200 I think three times. I've done Blue mm-hmm. like ten times. Yeah. I've run almost virtually almost every leg, all 36 legs of the, in the Blue Ridge Relay, and uh, personally run them, or I've driven them. You know, I know. Yeah. I mean, I know. Very familiar. I know that course, man. Yeah. And uh, so when I get my assignment from my team captain, you know, a couple months out, right? I know if I've got the the two hole at the BRR, right? I know those legs just. In the back says, of my nightmares, man. Sorry, I know, man. Right, you I got know, the mountain goat. I know yeah. where I'm going to th- want to throw up. I know <laughs> yeah. within a couple of seconds what yeah. I should be able yeah, to, where we're to gonna do. Yeah, where we're going to hit. Right. Yeah. I know I always sleep in the same place. I eat the same. Th- I mean, it, it's just. Sure. Right. You got That's it. what I expect. That's the expectation. And a pro gets ready for that. So looking at my life as a pro and seeking preparedness, I train for it. Mm-hmm. I know how many miles I need to train. Mentally, I know I have a sleep plan. I have a nourishment plan. Mm-hmm. I have six, actually five sets of fresh running things I keep in bags. Right. I start yeah. with one. Yes. Right? Exa- yeah. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I know my nutrition. I might need two uh, pairs right. of shoes. I might need you right. know whatever the things are. Now, yes. I start. So I know I got thirty-six miles. That's the expected. And this has happened. Two days before the race, guy gets hurt. We get a replacement guy. He's not as good a runner as the guy's replacing. The legs are are uh, different. The whole, you know. Yeah, it all changed up. So I'm not the two guy. I'm the five guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wasn't expected. Yeah. Right. But I got to be ready for. So that. were you prepared? 
Yeah, I got to be right. ready for that, right? Well, we learn. So, yeah, minor change. I'm going to be sleeping at different times. You know, instead of you know having that, uh, you know that shorty, you know three right, miler. Right, three miler. Yeah, I got, I got a sixer. Yeah. No, it's like, but but it's not what I expect. It's the unexpected, but I'm prepared, prepared for, for it. it. Now another thing, get out on the course. Guy gets hurt. I was just going to say we right. we learned our very first P two hundred. We guy, I mean he just he was not feeling great, but he came anyway and crapped out about halfway through his first leg. Beautiful. And was useless the rest of the time. So now you're on a now we're on eight an eight man, man team. team, right? Yeah. So you really got to train what we call train pass game. Exactly. Right. You got to have more in the tank because if you've just said I got exactly in the tank what I need. Right. That's fine right. if everything you know if the sun's shining and your belly's full, right? One year. <clears throat> About four years ago, um, even though it was a leg I'd run before, mm-hmm. a guy, some redneck up there in the BRR, moved a sign. Uh, we call it an Appalachian person. Oh, yeah, some yes. Appalachian person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's some jerk moved the sign. Got it. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Uh, moved the sign. Yes. Actually, why? Uh, who knows? It could have been anybody. Sure. Wind could have blown it down. Whatever. Bottom line is... It was an easy leg that I had, about a 4.1, not much grade on it. And uh, I went left when I should have went right. And the the left-hand fork looked on the ground like the train. Because I, I was in my sure. mind. I said, okay, okay, uphill here. Familiar. Then I got the stretch. And uh, it was middle of the night. There were several people running with me. Some of them started to question. One lady in particular was like, are you sure this is right? And I got kind of mad. I was like, stop following me then. <laughs> anyway yeah we got down to the bottom of what i expected a draw to get right. to a draw and uh but on that at that draw was not a conventional you know bridge uh-huh. like just, like you, you were know, expecting traditional concrete and steel uh trestle bridge there was a covered bridge a wooden covered bridge like from new england or something and i said that ain't on the course You're like dang it and i turned around and I and I looked at my Garmin. I realized I had run a mile and a half Probably. down the wrong spur. Turned around, and that lady comes up, and I was like, "You're right." We went the wrong way, and she said, "I hate you." <laughs> <laughs> so then I pushed her down the hill. Right. So no. one and a half <clears throat> miles downhill, the wrong direction, meant Ouch. one and a half miles uphill, uphill. to get <sighs> back on to the correct. course. correct. Yeah. Turned a four miler into a seven miler. Took my easy leg that I'd been waiting for and turned it into a a dumpster fire. And it broke me. Yep. It did. I mean, I don't have, I have standards for this. Like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I walked at the. Oh my God. I didn't, I, 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 you know. Paxers, you can't see my face, but I am in utter I mean, shock. There's places on that course that are a battle, like yeah. like the sixth leg on, on the one hole, yes. like the switchbacks, if you ever run that. I drove it. My goal is to make it, and sometimes I have, but there's been a couple times I do some walking. But that's at the end of 35 miles, right. and, and it's uh, 9% great. I mean, this is like the third leg, and I mean. Yeah, you're I, supposed to be killing it here. Right. Yeah. And it's because I wasn't prepared for the unexpected. <sighs> So you never stop learning, right? Right. You have to be prepared in the BRR to get lost. You have to think it just might happen. Or you're going to be left holding. Well, you'll 
Um, what, mean, you, you know, say you have to, but I'm saying you don't have to, right? You cannot do that. Oh, but, no, but you'll be an amateur. But you're going to be, yeah, but you're you're gonna gonna be an amateur. amateur. You're going to get broken. Right. You're going to be left holding your butt. So what I'll usually say to a guy when we're talking about um, talking about preparedness, and I'll say, are you, are you fit enough? It's a trick question, right? Right. <laughs> and he asked, yeah, I think so. I said, for what? Oh, for 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 the run. For well, I'm not talking about anything, but like for oh, life. For the, yeah, right? uh-huh. we're talking about the king, right? Are you fit enough? Oh, yes. sure, okay. I said, for for what? He goes, well, I don't know. I said, well, are you fit enough? To, can you run a mile, an eight minute mile? Right. Yeah, we've talked. Yeah. yeah. Guy says, yeah. I'm sure. Like, That's good. Can you run an eight minute mile carrying your your youngest child? You might have to do that. And he's like, oh, I'm not sure. Mm, I, don't know. I said, yeah. can you run an eight minute mile carrying me? He's like, I know I can't do that. I said, what good are you? <laughs> Which is terrible, right? But it illustrates the point, right? No. Yeah. I don't know what I might have to do. I might have to carry Doa up some heinous <clears throat> hill like Sisyphus, right? like a flesh just a fleshifish. A fleshifish. I don't know. I'm going to roll you up a hill, right? No, it's true. Like uh, you know, the last um the last grow ruck we did, you were not there, was Memphis. Yeah, I didn't go that one. And uh we the what they made us do horrible was at starting at the river, Old Man River, Mississippi River, we had to crab walk with our rucksacks up to the top of the, I mean, it was like the, the levee, the I bank, guess. The bank, yeah. Yeah, we had, a, we had a, the Chevy and the levee, right? Right. And so we're, we're down to the bottom of this thing. I was looking at the hill, and it, and I can't remember the name of the cab driver had us do it. It wasn't Danny. It was somebody else. It wasn't Linus. He says, I'm, 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 he goes, all right, you see the top of the hill? And I'm like, ah, we're going to run to the top of the hill. I can do that. And he goes, yeah. He says, crab walk. And I'm like, I can, I, I, I can do that. And he says, so I get down on the ground and he says, take your backwards. Oh, I mean, so you're crab hate. walking feet first. Yeah, that's hate. You put your, I can't even put your rucksack on your chest, which is just miserable. And I got three quarters of the way up that thing and was cramping. And yeah, I mean, and I miserable. looked back over my shoulder and there was 30 guys out of, you know, whatever, just right behind me and there was a good seven guys who hadn't moved an inch and i don't blame them no right i, I mean, mean because i i was ready for the expected on right. that occasion which was you got to do some crab walking yeah, it's gonna be horrible yeah i ain't ready for the unexpected i didn't know that levy was gonna be there it was a 60 meter ish at a eight or nine percent grade wearing my Feet first. Feet first. It took an hour. <laughs> oh it, it, man! It took an hour. Yeah. To and and the cadre didn't care. He just looking at you. No, he cared. Yeah. He was doing it to teach us exactly right. that. Right. Yeah. So you know, in your leadership development process, and your or you're apprenticing somebody, or you're wetsting, whatever. I mean, helping guys to get ready in life. Yeah. For that giant stump that's floating down river. And when it hits your boat, right? Are you, you ready for what's going to Are you ready so you won't be capsized? Yeah. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Because there's no way you could predict that that's what's going to happen. You, But it's the unexpected you have yeah. to be ready for. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the idea. That's the idea. I mean, sometimes, like, Frank. Yeah. I'm looking at life. <laughs> like, it, there's high on a hillside. Uh-huh. And the trucks are loading. Yeah. Everything's ready to roll. But I sleep in the daytime, and I work in the nighttime. I might not ever get home. Mm. Are you with me there? I'm with you. Brother, I love you. Yeah. 
but you got a face for radio. <laughs> Fred, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. This is a podcast. Just once more. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at 43feetpodcast or send a carrier pigeon to 43 Feet, 1415 South Church Street, Suite B, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28203. Until next time, we'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 Feet out front. <laughs>